0: Uh, well, Bodhisattva, you know, I mean, what <laughs> that's we, 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 uh, we come around to what is there to say about a lot of songs on this program when it's uh, a song like this that is just one of the totems of the 20th century and absolutely kicks an enormous amount of ass. But, I mean, beyond all of that within the song it really is like sort of a great um, diagnosis of the type of guy that they're interested in writing about at this time and going to become more interested in writing about over time, right? Because like the song sounds like this crazy rockin' daddy, just like musical freak out, but at the same time it's being narrated or sung by this guy who's like just fucking (laughs) the corniest, most basic um uh you know a buddhist uh, convert who's trying to convince himself that he's found the path to enlightenment uh but is in fact <laughs> missing the mark by by a pretty wide margin
1: yeah and it's very funny that it's in this kind of like 50s rock like, <laughs> exactly marty big, mcfly
0: in back to the future ass fucking sounding song
1: very like big bopping um <laughs> One thing I love is the seventies fifties
0: seven um, okay, yeah, so like uh, happy days uh you know i I feel like I have more of a connotation or more fondness for like the eighties fifties, but I guess happy days was happening well, the seventies fifties right? are
1: the grimier fifties, the seventies fifties right. are like like happy days isn't grimy, but like American graffiti is a little grimy, sure Grease. sure, uh Greece. last picture show, last
0: picture show, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But a lot of the songwriting from this period, too, is about this kind of, like, imagined 50s. I feel like the 80s 50s are more about the Reagan imagined 50s.
0: Yeah. The, well, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of Lynch 80s 50s stuff, you know, like like Blue Velvet. Yeah. Um, b- but he's kind of aware of the fact that it is all the imagined 50s, I guess, of that. But it's more of, like a like, a self-conscious, like, ironic take on the 50s by that point.
1: I was very angry at the time at that billy joel doo-wop album (laughs) (laughs) but that was when billy joel was somebody for me that i was like i have to like go through and figure out why i don't like this so much because like maybe i do like it there's something about it and i think eventually i was just like the thing is that billy joel is the loser Mm. that he writes about you know (laughs) steely dan are the guys making fun of the losers they write about billy joel's the fucking guy
0: there's no there's no distance between him and his subjects
1: no and it's also just like you you don't that's not what you're necessarily looking to identify with in rock stars you know it's like bob dylan is cool like steely dan are cool all of these guys like bruce springsteen is cool
0: he's cool absolutely
1: billy joel is not cool but that is cool in the end i came all the way around to billy joel fucking rips Okay, okay you know but then i was like it was just me not wanting to identify with like Um, I also didn't know he was a Jew because I thought he was Italian. Billy Joel about Catholic girls so much. Okay,
0: sure. I guess I see that. He, but uh, at the same time, he has a very uh, Semitic presence. Well, he does clearly, but it's
1: that thing that kind of slippage between all the white ethnic groups of the East Coast. That's true. It's like it doesn't really matter. Just a little alienated, (laughs) not not a lot, but um, I did also find out that what the most Dan esque Billy Joel song, uh Piano Man is mm-hmm. about Koreatown, a bar in Koreatown. Los Koreatown.
0: Angeles. Los Angeles, Koreatown? Yes. Uh-huh. Really? What what yeah. like a specific bar? I used to live a in Koreatown. A specific bar
1: that he gigged at that was called like the executive room. The and it was executive truly room. like a shitty bar in mid-city mid-Wilshire, Los Angeles. Um that is because I, I feel like that song you picture. Very specifically, like a Long Island bar. Long Island, absolutely. uh, Shocked to find out it's about Los Angeles. And then I was like, that completely makes sense. But that was his period. He had a period as a guy who totally would be a Steely Dan protagonist, who was, he was like a New York fucking piano man, just like working in LA, trying to get work as a songwriter and like gigging every night at a bar in Koreatown for a bunch of businessmen who didn't give a fuck. Which wasn't Koreatown yet. It was still like a, like a white business you know suit and tie like sure early 60s neighborhood um but it is, you can see photos of the block in Koreatown where this yeah, was.
0: I see this right now, 3953 Wilshire. And Isn't that crazy? Yeah, the building's been torn down. It's a strip mall now, of course. But I know, ex- like, literally exactly where this is. It's just east of, like, um, of Crenshaw. There's an El Pollo Loco in this strip mall that I used to eat at sometimes when I was biking home from work. I lived, like, 10 minutes away from it. That's wild. Jeez. See, I, like, this is this is what's so great about just fucking all of this. I don't know, just uh, the, all of these like New York freaks and geeks being like right. shunted off to the West Coast and feeling totally like out of place, out of time, just like alienated from everything that's going on around them. And but like due to those feelings and that situation, they find themselves in just like coming up with some of the. Most fantastic shit that you can possibly imagine, whether it's Piano Man or, you know, this record from Steely Dan.
1: And I think it's like you can feel alienated anywhere, even in your hometown, you know? Uh, Sure. But there is something about specifically like the New York guy, especially, who comes out to Los Angeles and is like, this is another planet. Like, this is a completely...
0: It's a tale as old as time, it's right back to fucking F. Scott Fitzgerald, you know, coming out to Los Angeles and being a drunk and burned out screenwriter. And, you yeah, know,
1: but fi- also for a person who's always been like, those fucking East Coast, those <laughs> Yankees, they just didn't know what they were doing. It's like, yeah, I mean, show business really will uh, test your belief in <laughs> the human spirit. Uh, whether you're from here or not, so that's true. That's I think tough. that's also again. It's written from a p- a place of like on some level. I think they were very excited to move out here and be California guys sure. and be in the big limousines, and then they wrote a hundred incredible songs about how much that <laughs> sucks. Actually, <Exactly. laughs> about how empty. Uh, and meaningless the hedonism and uh spirit seeking become when there's nothing behind it i
0: mean i just i honestly love the con the idea that is just it, the reality of like these guys are just living in Reseda at this time making this record and they don't even drive at this point in time like they are being driven over the hill fucking from Reseda down the 405 into west hollywood every day to go to the abc like studio songwriting factory where they are churning these things out and then eventually recording them themselves it's just like the, it like it, it feels like actual aliens like the, the aliens have come down and just are living amongst us at this point uh the way that they are so completely disconnected from that that environment
1: i think even if if you live here it's like before i had a car because i didn't have a car in high school i I really had no idea how like things were connected to each other necessarily, how different parts of LA were related to each other. I just knew I'd been there. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) you go over the hill and this is here and the (laughs) beach is somewhere, but it's very, the sort of like feeling of nothingness, which is like the sort of part of the spirituality stuff, I think is like you're in the desert. If you're coming from a place where everything is on top of each other mm-hmm. and everybody lives in, in intensely close quarters and it's like a European city and then you come to Los Angeles, which is a different type of city, a western city where yes. everything is completely spread out and you can see the whole sky and you can't see a skyline anywhere except downtown right or yeah the, sky, the skyline
0: is Griffith Park. it's not the not the buildings of Midtown.
1: There's just no center, and that makes some people lose their minds. Absolutely. Because they need a center, and they need to know who they are in the hierarchy and where they fall and, like, be part of something small, you know?
0: Which maybe is the reason why people start to turn inwards you know whether that's on like a like a spiritual like mental level like turning personally inwards right or being just like you know the the story of los angeles is the story of the single family home right just turning inwards into your own environment and like focusing on that as opposed to outward into the city itself and the people that inhabit it
1: absolutely